new year, my friends. I am rolling into 2024 with some fabulous, extraordinary goals, as many of you are. On today's podcast, I want to share with you eight things that you absolutely cannot forget to include when you are setting and pursuing these goals. So let's get started. Welcome to the Dental Life Podcast, where we explore how you can have both a successful career and a meaningful personal life in and outside of your practices without sacrificing one for the other. I'm your host, Beth Heilman, former dental office manager turned certified life and health coach, and I'm here to help you navigate the challenges and opportunities that come from being a dental professional. Let's get started. I, like you, have followed the SMART goal concept for so many years, but I think there's some missing ingredients to that process, and I want to share those with you today. I have loved goal setting my entire life, always have, always will. I cannot imagine getting up each morning and not knowing with clarity what path I'm walking down. I believe that that's real freedom because of the clarity that brings. And this big, beautiful, extraordinary goal of mine for 2024 is a major component of the bigger vision I have for my life. When we have a compelling vision, it informs the decisions we make, the relationships we build, and the problems we need to solve. It also allows us to engage our most powerful resource, which is our brain. But without direction or supervision and clarity, our brains will insist on us staying right here where we are. That's the way it's programmed. It's wired for us to survive, not thrive. In order to get our brains to work with us and support us to achieve these big goals of ours, we have to tell it what to do and not allow it to tell us what to do. Because face it, If it weren't for our minds, all we have to do is set a goal and go accomplish it, right? Our minds are the only thing standing between us, where we are now, and these beautiful dreams we want to see come true. But when we set these goals, we often leave out a few ingredients that will help us manage our mind and give it the direction it needs. I want to encourage you to consider including them when you go about your goal setting process this year. The first one is your goal must align with your core values. You're going to be more likely to stick with that goal when it aligns with the things you truly value in the world, not to be confused with your value. That's already established. It's already at 100%. There is nothing you could do to add or take away from your value as a person. When we set goals that are out of alignment with our values, They're based in shame, inadequacy, trying to fix something that we think we're missing so that we can feel better about ourselves. It is destined to fail because here's the thing. If you need to lose weight to feel better, you need to save money because you feel broke. You need a new man because you suck at the relationship you're in now. When you get off track, you mess up that plan, you're going to feel bad. That just is going to produce more shame, more guilt, more feelings of being broken and inadequate. It never works. As soon as you feel bad on that journey, you're going to give up. Your brain's going to think, if it feels bad, why are we doing it? Feeling shame 
unworthy or broken are not in alignment of the things you value as being important in this world. And it makes it harder, more challenging to stick with the goal. That's why setting goals that are in alignment with your values is so important. If you're unclear about your values, go back and listen to episode 24 of this podcast. It will help you figure out your core values because knowing those values and setting goals that are aligned with them is everything. Your goal is simply the tool that you use that's going to bridge the gap connecting the life you aspire to live that is in alignment with what you value most with your current reality. And look, your goals should never be at your expense. They should always be in support of you and in the life you're trying to create, a life that's filled with the things that are important to you. And when you set your goals, be crystal clear about where you were starting. It's like when you plan a trip and you pull up a travel app like Expedia or something, and you're going to try to find a flight to take you on this trip. You're going to need to know where you're starting, where your destination is, and how long this trip's going to be. When we set a goal, many of us fail to be specific about the exact place we are starting. We have a weight loss goal, but we're afraid to step on the scale. We have a financial goal, but we don't want to look at our bank account. Your brain loves being vague and ambiguous. It doesn't have to take action. It's not sure what's happening. And you've ignored that starting point all too often. It's heard those thoughts. You set a financial goal, but your brain is used to hearing all that mind drama in your thoughts. You just don't have time to do any more and make more money. This is all I'm capable of doing. I don't want to work that hard. There's nothing I can do about how much I make. That's all up to my doctor who pays me. Or if you're the doctor, your income depends on how much the patients are going to pay after their insurance chips in their portion. So we have to get new thoughts, give your brain direction, and get very clear on where you're starting. And you also have to be very clear and specific about your destination. Often. We set goals like we want to get healthy, find the love of our lives, have a better job, love our jobs more, have a better relationship with our partners, make more money, grow our practices or business. I want to offer that when you are, I want to offer that when you are specific about the exact place you want to end up, your brain will help you solve for that and get you there. So use specific data that you can look at and verify when you've accomplished the goal. If it's a weight loss goal, what will the number be on that scale? Maybe it's the size of your pants that you want to fit into. What is that number? If it's a financial goal, what specific number will the balance line be when you pull up your banking app on your computer this time next year? Production and collection goals in your office. Many of us set a goal to increase our numbers three to 5% or more. What is that exact number going to be? You want a better relationship with your partner. What does that mean? Define that for yourself. Does it mean you're going to go on one date night each week or each month? 
Does it mean you're going to have sex a certain number of times each week or month? Does it mean you'll go away for a weekend once a quarter? Be very specific about the data. Your brain needs to know specifics about where it's heading in order to support you the best way possible. When there's ambiguity, it has wiggle room to indulge in confusion. So you direct it and tell it exactly where you want it to go. Another ingredient we forget to include is the actual plan we're going to follow. How many times have we set a weight loss goal, but we didn't bother to plan a grocery list? Or if you're going to increase the production collection goals in your practice, you don't consider what exactly you're going to do to make that happen. Are you going to increase fees, get more patients, offer different services? What are you going to do to increase that number? When you create this plan, you need to write down everything, every step you think it's going to take to get to your goal. And once you write down each of these steps, assign a time to those tasks. Then commit that plan to your calendar. Listen, your dreams don't belong in your head or in your heart, or deep in your soul. They belong on your calendar. And don't forget, when you make this plan, you have to include the new thoughts and feelings you're going to need to experience that's going to fuel those actions you're going to take in that plan. We often leave this part out and try to white knuckle or use willpower to make our goal come true. That's when we often give up, or if we reach the goal, we can't sustain it. To reach your new goal, it's going to take growing and evolving into a new version of you. That's going to require new thoughts. Those thoughts are going to produce new emotions that you're not used to feeling. And those emotions are what you need to fuel those actions you need to take. And your plan also should include the strategies to overcome all the possible challenges and obstacles you will face. Most of us set a goal and a plan to get there and only include how great it's going to be when everything works out according to plan. That rarely, if ever, works. It's like when you open that beautiful, fresh planner with those blank pages filled with opportunity for the new year. You don't even color code the pages when you plan your meals, you, but then you end up working late and you don't stick to the plan. If all it took was pulling out a new happy planner and some colorful Sharpie markers to get you through that healthy eating, you'd already be doing that. You say you're going to cut back on your drinking, but then you and your partner finally get those reservations at that fabulous new restaurant. And there's a wine list you cannot resist. Listen, a plan where there is no resistance, no challenges, and no obstacles to overcome does not exist. If a, such a plan existed, you'd already be doing it. So when you set a goal that takes you from where you are now to where you want to be, you will be required to become someone you're not right now, a new version of you with new thoughts, feelings, and actions. If you didn't need anything different in your brain to create a different result, you would already be doing it now. You'd already have all that. Your current thoughts and beliefs are creating your current reality. So if you want something different, you're going to have to think different thoughts. It's messy to believe otherwise. It's perfectly normal for obstacles and challenges to come up. When you don't plan for them, 
You're leaving your results to chance, and it's more likely that you're going to be off course. So plan for what you're going to do to overcome the challenges, just a natural part of it. If you have a health goal, plan for when life gets in the way. Plan for what you will do when things don't work out the way you expected them to. Plan for what you're going to do when you're tired and unmotivated and your brain tries to offer up all the excuses about why it'd be better to skip that workout. Plan for going to the gym two or three weeks and not seeing the scale move. Plan for the time when your eight o'clock patient brings a box of Krispy Kreme with them for that appointment. Plan for the time When you work late, you're going to be tempted to throw a pizza in the oven instead of staying on your food protocol. You have to anticipate when things don't go according to your plan, especially if you've been yo-yo dieting your whole time or if you tried to lose weight and get healthy and you never have been able to sustain that. Don't leave it to chance. Plan for it. If you have a financial goal, plan for that unexpected bill to land in your inbox. Plan for a sale at Nordstrom's. Plan for those kids of yours to need some crazy supplies for that science fair project. The uniforms for spring softball. Plan for all of that. And this is another ingredient that you should include. Always include what you're going to do to quit. Spell it out. Get very clear. I will only give up and quit on myself for this specific reason. Last year, I had tried a new supplement and my gut did not like it. I knew it was off because I was unusually bloated and uncomfortable. So I wanted to get my gut back in balance. So I tried this seven-day protocol that helped reset it. It was a lot of liquid diet stuff, but it was also real healthy and a lot of good nutrition. So when I started that protocol, I said the only reason... I will quit before these seven days as if I get COVID or the flu. On day three, when my brain tried to convince me I was too tired and had too much on my plate and it would be such a better idea to stop by El Taquerito instead of staying on that protocol, I was on to my brain. Whereas in the past, when I didn't include the specifics about what I would allow in my life to quit, I would have been sipping that margarita and eating those chips and salsa instead. But so often also, and be on to your brain about this, we quietly quit on ourselves. We don't even notice it. We intended to eat healthy, but all of a sudden it's the middle of January and we've been through Chick-fil-A twice this week. We slip from looking at our finances from weekly to twice a month or just once, or maybe it's been six months since you looked at it. So be very specific about why you will quit. And then eight, the final thing I want you to include is to honor your plan. This sounds so obvious, but it's the most overlooked component of the whole process. I often use the example of the importance we put on our patients scheduling their treatment and our expectation of them to keep that appointment. Yet we rarely treat our own schedule with the same expectation and the same respect. If you want to achieve your goals and bring that life of your dreams into reality, you have to, number one, learn to overcome what you want in the moment for what you want most. And then number two, 
Learn to be accountable to yourself by doing what you say and following your schedule. These are the two lessons you have to learn if you want to create the exact life you want to be living, a life you love in and out of your practices. Use the same mindset you have about that schedule in your office and apply it to your personal schedule as well. So as we're going into the new year and we're all gung-ho about setting these fabulous resolutions and goals, do not forget to include these eight items. Number one, make sure your goals align with your values. Two, get clear on where you are starting. Number three, know exactly where you are going. Be very clear about it. Then number four, create a plan to get there. Your plan should outline all the steps you think you're going to need to get there, the time each of those steps are going to take, then commit those steps to your calendar. Include in that plan the new thoughts you need to think, the emotions those thoughts are going to generate that will be the fuel for the actions on your calendar. And number six, plan for the obstacles and challenges that are naturally going to come up and include your strategies to overcome them. Seven, plan for when you're going to quit. Make that part of the plan. And then number eight, honor the plan. If you want more support for going all in on your goals and having 2024 be your best year ever, I want to invite you to join me in the Mental Hygiene Mastery Program I'm launching later this month. You can head over to my website and sign up. In that program, you'll be creating a beautiful, compelling vision for your life and learning the mindset, the skill set, the tool set, the mental hygiene skills necessary for you to bring that vision to life. You'll also have the opportunity to earn up to 24 hours of continuing education credit. I hope you'll join me over there. And in the meantime, join me in my free Facebook group, Dynamic Dental Professionals. We're going to continue this conversation about what to include in your goals for 2024. I hope to see you in the group. If not, I'll talk to you on next week's episode. Have a fabulous week. Bye. Hey, have you had a chance to download your free copy of my mental hygiene checklist yet? Visit BethHeilmanCoaching.com to get your copy. It teaches you the practical skills you need to achieve the same level of excellent mental hygiene as your dental hygiene. Don't miss out on this valuable resource for both your personal and professional growth.